Sections 8 to 14 of Pearl by the Gawain Poet, translated by Sophie Jewett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jordan. 8. My blissful one, may this be true. Pardon if I speak ill, I prayed. Art thou the queen of the heavens blue, to whom earth's honour shall be paid? We believe in Mary, of grace who grew, a mother, yet a blameless maid, to wear her crown were only due to one who purer worth displayed. For perfectness by none gainsaid, we call her the phoenix of Araby, that flies in faultless charm arrayed, like to the queen of courtesy. Courteous queen, that bright one said, and kneeling lifted up her face, matchless mother and merriest maid, blessed beginner of every grace. Then she arose, and softly stayed, and spoke to me across that space. Sir, many seek gain here, and are paid, but defrauders are none within this place. That empress may all heaven embrace, and earth and hell in her empery. Her from her heritage none will chase, for she is queen of courtesy. The court of the kingdom of God doth thrive only because of this wondrous thing. Each one who therein may arrive of the realm is either queen or king. And no one of the other doth deprive, but is fain of his fellow's guerdoning, and would wish each crown might be worth five, if possible were their bettering. But my lady, from whom our Lord did spring, rules over all our company, and for that we all rejoice and sing, since she is queen of courtesy. Of courtesy, as says St. Paul, members of Christ we may be seen, as head and arm and leg and all, bound to the body, close have been. Each Christian soul himself may call a living limb of his Lord, I ween. And see how neither hate nor gall twixt limb and limb may intervene, the head shows neither spite nor spleen, though arm and finger jewelled be. So fare we all, in love serene, as kings and queens, by courtesy. Courtesy flowers thy folk among, and charity I well believe. If foolish words flow from my tongue, let not my speech thy spirit grieve. A queen in heaven, while yet so young, too high thou dost thyself upheave. Then what reward from strife were wrung? What worship more might he achieve who lived in penance morn and eve, through bodily pain in bliss to be? Honour more high might he receive than be crowned king by courtesy? 9. That courtesy rewards no deed, if all be true that thou dost say, our life not two years didst thou lead, nor learned to please God, nor to pray, no paternoster, knew nor creed, and made a queen on the first day? I may not think, so God me speed, that God from right would swerve away, as a countess, damsel by my fay, to live in heaven were a fair boon, or like a lady of less array, but a queen? Ah, no, it is too soon. With him there is no soon nor late, replied to me that worthy wight, True always is his high mandate. He doth no evil day nor night, 
Hear Matthew in the Mass narrate, in the Gospel of the God of Might. His parable portrays the state of the kingdom of heaven, clear as light. My servants, saith he, I requite as a lord, who will his vineyard prune, the season of the year is right, and labourers must be hired soon. Right now the hirelings all may see, how the master with the dawn arose, to hire his labourers forth went he, and workmen stout and strong he chose. For a penny a day they all agree, even as the master doth propose. They toil and travail lustily, prune, bind, and with a ditch enclose. Then to the market-place he goes, and finds men idle at high noon. How can a man stand here who knows the vineyards should be tilled so soon? Soon as day dawned, we hither won, and no man hath our labour sought. We have been standing since rose the sun, and no one bids us to do aught. Enter my vineyard, every one, the master answered quick as thought. The work that each by night has done, I will truly pay with holding naught. Among the vines they went and wrought, while morning, noon, and afternoon, more labourers the master brought, until the night must gather soon. Soon fell the time of evensong, an hour before the sun was set. He saw more idlers, young and strong. His voice was sober with regret. Why stand ye idle all day long? No man, they said, hath hired us yet. Go to my vineyard, fear no wrong. Each man an honest wage shall get. The day grew dark, and darker yet. Before the rising of the moon, the master who would pay his debt bade summon all the hirelings soon. 10. The Lord soon called his steward. Go, bring in the men quick as ye may. Give them the wages that I owe, and lest they aught against me say, range them along here in a row, to each alike his penny pay. Start with the last who standeth low, and to the first proceed straightway. Then the first began to pray, complaining they had travailed sore. These wrought but one hour of the day, we think we should receive the more. More have we served, they muttered low, who have endured the long day's heat, than these, who not two hours toiled so? Why should their claim with ours compete? Said the master, I pay all I owe. Friend, no injustice shalt thou meet. Take that which is thine own, and go. For a penny we settled in the street. Why dost thou now for more entreat? Thou wast well satisfied before. Once made, a bargain is complete. Why shouldst thou threatening ask for more? What can be more within my gift than what I will with mine to do? Let not thine eyes to evil shift, because I trusty am and true. Thus I, said Christ, all men shall sift. The last shall be the first of you, and the first last, however swift. For many are called but chosen few, and thus poor men may have their due, that late and little burden bore. Their work may vanish like the dew, the mercy of God is much the more. More gladness have I here within, a flower of life and noble name, than all men in the world might win, who thought their righteous deeds to name. Nathless even now did I begin, to the vineyard as night fell I came, but my Lord would not account it sin, 
he paid my wages without blame. Yet others did not fare the same who toiled and travailed there before, and of their hire might nothing claim, perchance shall not for a year more. Then more and openly I spake, from thy tale no reason can I wring, God's righteousness doth ever wake, else holy writ is a fabled thing. From the Psalter one verse let us take, that may to a point this teaching bring. Thou requitest each for his deed's sake, thou high and all-for-knowing king. If one man to his work did cling all day, and thou wert paid before, most wage falls to least labouring, and ever the less receives the more. 11. Of more or less where God doth reign, there is no chance, she gently said, for whether large or small his gain, here every man alike is paid. No niggard churl our high chieftain, but lavishly his gifts are made, like streams from a moat that flow amain, or rushing waves that rise unstayed. Free were his pardon, whoever prayed him, who to save man's soul did vow, unstinted his bliss, and undelayed, for the grace of God is great enow. But now thou wouldst my wit checkmate, making my wage as wrong appear. Thou sayest that I am come too late, of so large hire to be worthy here. Yet sawest thou ever small or great, living in prayer and holy fear, who did not forfeit at some date the meed of heaven to merit clear? Nay, much the rather, year by year, all bend from right, and to evil bow. Mercy and grace their way must steer, for the grace of God is great enow. But enow of grace have the innocent, new-born before the sacred shrine. They are sealed with water in sacrament, and thus are brought into the vine. Anon the day with darkness blent, death by its might makes to decline. Who wrought no wrong ere hence they went, the gentle Lord receives, in fine. They obeyed his will, they bore his sign. Why should he not their claim allow? Yea, and reward them, I opine, for the grace of God is great enow. Tis known enow that all mankind at first were formed for perfect bliss. Our forefather that boon resigned, all for an apple's sake, I wis. We fell condemned, for folly blind, to suffer sore in hell's abyss. But one a remedy did find, lest we our hope of heaven should miss. He suffered on the cross for this, red blood round down his crowned brow. He saved us by that pain of his, for the grace of God is great enow. Enow there flowed from out that well, blood and water from his broad wound. The blood bought us from bale of hell and from second death deliverance found. The water is baptism, truth to tell, that followed the spear so sharply ground, and washes away the guilt most fell of those that Adam in death had drowned. Now is there nothing in earth's great round to bar from the bliss wherewith God did endow mankind. Restored to us safe and sound, for the grace of God is greater now. 12. Grace enow a man may get, 
by penitence, though he sin again, but with long sorrow and regret he must bear punishment and pain. But righteous reason will not let the innocent be hurt in vain. God never gave his judgment yet, that they should suffer, who show no stain. The sinful soul, of mercy fain, finds pardon if he will repent. But he who sinless doth remain, is surely saved, being innocent. Two men are saved of God's good grace, who severally have done his will. The righteous man shall see his face, the innocent dwells with him still. In the Psalter thou mayst find a case, Lord, who shall climb to thy high hill, or rest within thy holy place? The psalmist doth the sense fulfil, who with his hands never did ill, his heart to evil never lent. There to ascend he shall have skill, so surely saved is the innocent. That the righteous is saved I hold certain, before God's palace he shall stand, who never took man's life in vain, who never to flatter his fellow planned. Of the righteous the wise man writeth plain. How kindly our king doth him command, in ways full straight he doth restrain, yet shows him the kingdom great and grand. As who saith, Behold, yon lovely land, thou mayst win it, if so thy will be bent but with never peril on either hand, surely saved is the innocent. Of the righteous saved, hear one man say, David, who in the Psalter cried, O Lord, call never thy servant to pay, for no man living is justified. So thou, if thou shalt come one day, to the court that each cause must decide, for mercy with justice thou mayst pray, through this same text, that I espied. But may he on the bloody cross that died, his holy hands with hard nails rent, give thee to pass when thou art tried, saved, not as righteous, but innocent. Of the sinless saved the tale is told. Read in the book where it is said, when Jesus walked among men of old, the people a passage to him made, bringing their bands for him to hold, for the blessing of his hand they prayed. The twelve reproved them, overbold to seek the master, and sternly stayed. But Jesus said, Be ye not afraid, suffer the children, nor prevent. God's kingdom is for such arrayed, surely saved are the innocent. 13. Christ called to him the innocent's mild, and said his kingdom no man might win, unless he came thither as a child, not otherwise might he enter in. Harmless, faithful, undefiled, with never a spot of soiling sin, for these, whom the world has not beguiled, gladly shall one the gate unpin. There shall that endless bliss begin. The merchant sought, and straight was led, to barter all stuffs men weave and spin, to buy him a pearl, unblemished. This pearl, unblemished, bought so dear, for which the merchant his riches gave, is like the kingdom of heaven clear. So said the father of world and wave. It is a flawless perfect sphere, polished and pure, and bright and brave, as on my heart it doth appear. It is common to all who to virtue clave. My lord, the lamb, 
who died to save, here set it in token of his blood shed for peace. Then let the wild world rave, but buy thee this pearl unblemished. O pearl unblemished, in pure pearls dressed that beareth, said I, the pearl of price, who formed thy figure and thy vest, truly he wrought with cunning nice, for thy beauty above nature's best passeth Pygmalion's artifice, nor Aristotle the law possessed to depict in words so fair device, than fleur de lis thou art fairer thrice, angel mannered and courtly bred. Tell to me truly, in paradise, what meaneth the pearl unblemished? My spotless lamb, who all doth heal, she answered, my dear destiny, chose me in marriage bond to seal. Unfit, he graced me regally. From your world's woe, come into weal, he called me, of his courtesy. Come hither to me, my lover leal, for moat nor spot is none in thee. He gave me my might and great beauty. He washed my weeds in his blood so red, and crowned me forever clean to be, and clothed me in pearls unblemished. Unblemished bride, bright to behold, that royalty hath so rich and rare, what is this lamb that thou hast told? How for wedded wife he called thee there? Above all others dost thou make bold, as his chosen lady, his life to share? So many comely in combs of gold, for Christ have lived in strife and care. Must these to a lower place repair, that never any with him may wed, save only thyself, so proud and fair, peerless queen and unblemished? 14. Unblemished, answered she again, without a spot of black or grey, with honour may I this maintain, but peerless queen I did not say. Brides of the Lamb in bliss we reign, an hundred and forty thousand gay, as in the Apocalypse is made plain. St. John beheld them on a day, on the hill of Zion he saw them stay. In vision his spirit looked on them, for the wedding clad in bright array, at the city of New Jerusalem. Of Jerusalem in speech I tell, and what he is, if thou wouldst see, my Lamb, my Lord, my dear Jewel, my joy, my love, my bliss so free, the prophet Isaiah writeth well of his most mild humility. Guiltless when men upon him fell, for never a fault nor felony, as a sheep to the slaughter led was he, quiet the while the crowd contemn, as a lamb in the shearer's hands might be, he was judged by Jews in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem was my lover slain, rent on the rood by ruffians bold, to bear our ills he was full fain, to suffer our sorrows manifold, buffeted until blood did stain that face so lovely to behold, he took upon him all sin and pain, even he of whom not one sin is told, on the rude cross stretched faint and cold, he let men deride him and condemn, meek as a lamb, betrayed and sold, he died for us, in Jerusalem. At Jerusalem, Jordan, and Galilee, wherever St. John came to baptize, his words with Isaiah's words agree, 
on Jesus he lifted up his eyes, speaking of him this prophecy. Behold the Lamb of God, he cries, who bears the world's sins, this is he. The guilt of all upon him lies, though we wrought evil in no wise, the branches springing from that stem. Who can recount? Tis he who dies for our sake in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, my lover sweet, twice as a lamb did thus appear, even as the prophets both repeat, so meek the mean that he did wear. The third time also, as is meet, in the revelation is written clear, reading a book on his high seat, midmost the throne that saints and sphere, the apostle John beheld him near, that book's seven sacred seals begem, and at that sight all folk felt fear, in hell, in earth, and Jerusalem. End of sections 8 to 14